everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Vlog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Hello to everyone on DLive. Hello to everyone on the YouTubes. Saying hello to my DLive fam first. We got the CJH. Thank you very much for the follow. We got Biffy Tannen in the chat. Dropping an ice cream and five lemons. Thank you very much, Biffy Tannen. Thank you very much, bruv. Now jumping over to YouTube, we got the sentence in here says, can we spoil Joker or nah? Uh, I'm going to say that the chat is spoiler okay. So if you're in the chat and you want to talk spoilers, go right ahead. I will be trying to avoid spoilers, so please do not tag me in any of your spoiler discussion because I do want to be respectful of those people that might be listening who maybe don't have the chance or have not had the chance to see Joker yet. But the chat, for everyone to know and for Valk, just to keep an eye out, the, the, the chat is spoiler okay. You can go ahead and spoil and have spoiler discussions in the chat with other people. I will be trying to avoid spoilers at least for a little while longer. Let's see. We got Alex McCarthy. We got Rosetta Allen in the chat. Gantz. What's going on, Gantz Zero? We got Bruce in the chat. Mark Lazarus here. What's going on? Mark Lazarus. He says Joker was awesome. Damn right, man. Such a damn good film. Ryan Summers in the chats. Aiden Vickery is here. Tina is here. How is it going, Tina? Let's see. Let's see. Who else? Soul Assassin is here as well. Alex McCarthy is here. How's it going, Alex McCarthy? Jace Doe is here. Gmonkey76 is here. Bruce. How's it going? How is it going? Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? We got Tommy. Tommy, how's it going, man? So sorry about that stream the other day, man. <laughs> you had your hands full in that chat. I tell you. I tell you, bro. Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else do we have in the chat? We have Ezra Gonda as well. Hello, Ezra Gonda. Micah Martinez says it's old. And what's going on, Micah Martinez? How is it going? Rosetta Allen says, hello and mad support all father. Thank you for gracing my stream yesterday with your presence. As always, you are amazing. Well, thank you, Rosetta Allen. I appreciate it. I'm very sorry about how you were getting uh, attacked by those damn trolls. That was ridiculous. I, I, as soon as I left, I saw some of the comments that they were making, and it was truly disgusting. So I'm very sorry that you had to deal with that nonsense because no one should have to deal with that type of nonsense. No one should have to uh, worry about their chat going off the rails like that when <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. So I'm very sorry that, that people were doing that to you. Dark Detective says, Apparently both Joaquin and Todd have talked about a sequel, and after its box office, I'm sure Warner Brothers would be interested in doing one too. What do you think are the chances uh, of them doing a direct sequel? I I'm still very hesitant because obviously box office speaks for itself. The, the movie is, is on pace to make around $500 million or, or so at the box office, so it's going to be a huge success, especially on a $55 million budget. It, it's already making money. It's already making its money back, and it's going to continue to make money in the weeks that go forward. I don't predict a major drop-off from week one and week two. In fact, I would be very surprised if it was not you know, closer to 50, maybe even less than 50% of a drop-off, because I think word of mouth is honestly going to be very good for this film. It has already been very good for this film, and of course the media are still obsessed with it. They're still trying to, to tear it down. They're still trying to do a wide variety of things to to control the narrative of the film itself. So I don't know if a direct sequel is necessarily possible. But I was talking with John Flickinger earlier today. So uh, for those that are fans of the FlickPick channel, he's an awesome dude. We were doing his podcast earlier for his Patreon supporters. And he and I had a discussion on there about how I honestly think that, and this is something that I think would be really cool. This is totally fantasy booking. There's no indication that this is the direction they're going to go. But man, oh man, do I hope they do that. And that is, I think that there's a chance that you could see a connection between Joker and Batman, Robert Pattinson's Batman. And here's how they could do it. There's two ways they could do it to make it work and have me, at least, mark out in the theater. 
And that is, for one, they could have Joaquin Phoenix come back for the very end of that movie. The whole movie could be focused on Batman as a detective looking into some of the events from his past that are dealt with somewhat in the movie Joker and then have him come in at the very end of the film. Or what you could have happen as well is you could have just them mention Joker and mention it and have it be made clear that this is occurring in the same universe. So I think you could have it be where you have either a Batman film that features Joker or or you have them simply mention it. And if you did that, and you also had the same one-shot mindset to Batman, not only could you make that an incredible film, but then you might have one of the first duologies in cinematic history that would work in this way. There aren't many films I can think of at the top of my head, uh, top of my head where you had two films interconnected, but still very independent stories that ended up working out the way they did. They tried to do that recently with movies like Split and Glass, obviously connecting back to the Unbreakable movie, right? So that, that to me is the closest, but then they tried to turn it into a trilogy, and he bombed the ending, right? Shyamalan ended up bombing the ending after an amazing film in Split. So I think that that might be a way you could do it and could make it work, while still also respecting Joaquin Phoenix not wanting to do a franchise because it wouldn't be a franchise. He would just be either featured or his name or at least the characterization that he portrayed in Joker could at least be indicated as well. I think that would be really awesome. I personally would be very supportive of that. And I think that having it as a duology where they're both independent films, but they actually both happen in the same universe. That could be awesome. That could be, you know, trend setting where you have independent films that can take place in the same universe, but you don't turn them in the franchises. I would be down with that. I don't know if the studios will be because obviously the studios care about money and obviously Joaquin Phoenix cares more about the art of filmmaking instead, which is why he's been very anti. Uh, he's been very much against the franchise chain for a very long time at this point. Uh, Michael Martinez says, I saw Joker on Sunday and it's such a fantastic movie. Joaquin Phoenix shines as the Joker. It's one of the best films of the year. It's my favorite. It's my number one film of the year. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is truly amazing in the film. Like seriously, it's, it's groundbreaking stuff that he's doing. Uh, the amount of effort and time and dedication that he put into that role, studying what it means to be someone with his specific type of mental illness, right? Because obviously I think that there was one, the one negative I can talk about when it comes to the film is that some people might think that that's all mental, mental illness, which is just not the case, right? It's obviously dealing with something specific, and I kind of wish they went more into the specificity in the movie about what illnesses he is dealing with. Obviously we can perceive what he has, we can perceive the things he's struggling with from afar, but it would be really cool if they named it, you know, had it by name because I think a lot of audience members maybe don't understand what's going on in the film. But I still very much love the film overall, and I agree. I think the performance that he gives is truly remarkable. Absolutely. All right, chat jumped to me over on YouTube, so let me just try and catch up. But first off, let me give a huge shout-out to Kermit the Log. Thank you for the $2 super chat. He says, Hail Odin. So I was on a stream yesterday over on Rosetta Allen's channel, and at one point, <laughs> Kermit the Log was on there, and he, he showed me his Halloween costume. And his Halloween costume consisted of him wearing the face of Miss Piggy. It was both disturbing and hilarious. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a very long time. It was truly, truly amazing. Alice McCarthy says, Howdy, Odin, how are you? I'm just here watching Raw from 20 years ago. Hey, better times, dear, dear Lord. Ah, Raw was terrible. Orange Chat Reviews says, Hail, hail to you, Orange Chat Reviews. Good dude right there. Good YouTube channel. Tina says, I'm okay. Hope you're the same. Hope you're doing fine as well, Tina. 
I'm sure Steph is in here somewhere. Bruce says, I've seen it twice, even better the second time around. I really want to see it again. I actually want to see it in the IMAX, not in the Big D, which is just knockoff IMAX and just not. Uh, the screen was just not even filled up with the image. And then they actually had some issues where the image was bleeding onto the top of the screen, which to me is just something that is so simple to fix. It's really not hard to line up a projector with a screen and so this this was one of my local AMCs. It's the closest one to me. There's one a little bit further away that has a legit IMAX and also is 18 screens. That's kind of very remi- reminds me a lot of the theater I used to work at when I was in New Orleans. So that's one that I've been to before and really like. So I'm definitely going to have to make my way back over there so that way I can see it again in IMAX because I want to see it again because knowing what you know about the ending, and again, spoilers in the chat, if you want to spoil it in the chat, I know that I am not necessarily going to be focusing on that much, but... What's truly amazing is that with the way the ending goes, there's a lot of ambiguity, there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of questions, and I want to see the movie again, knowing what I know, so that way I can try and see if there's other things and other points in the film that I can find uh, some some interesting uh, connections or hints or anything to that effect. Uh, let's see, the Senate says, did you see the Batwoman episode one? It got destroyed. I saw it got destroyed. It's at 7% on Rotten Tomatoes from audiences, which of course... You know, with, of course, the the critics just giving it glowing reviews. It's amazing to me that they just have no bones about hiding. They do not care about showing their biases. They don't share. They don't care about showing that they are politically motivated. They are political activists pretending to be critics. It's really sad. It's tremendously sad because I remember when I used to look to the film critics, especially those around Tomatoes, and I used to say, man, I want to be like them. I want to be like them because I love talking movies, too. But now they've just become so obsessed with politics that it pervades everything they do and say. And uh, I have not seen the episode yet because I, 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 I only have so many minutes of my day. And I need to always be very careful when I'm choosing to waste my time uh, on crap like that. So I have not done that yet, though it's definitely on the possibility list. Maybe I'll have it on in the background while I'm playing. So I've been playing. So I'm off this week. It's been wonderful. And so the past two days, I've just been, hey, I've not had time just to sit and do nothing for a long time, especially as a teacher. You don't really have a lot of downtime during the school year. And so I've been playing uh, Breath of the Wild on Nintendo Switch. And dear Lord, that game is not only amazing, it's also very addicting, too, uh, because the world is open world. You can go anywhere. There's been some things that have been extremely frustrating about the game because some of the puzzles are just very complex Some of the villains are hard to defend against. All your weapons break over time. Like, that bothers me because I I used to remember you'd get a weapon and it would always be there. It would never break or anything like that. The worst thing you had to deal with was your little wooden shield in the very beginning burning, but you could always get another one pretty easily. So that's something that I've gotten used to. But man, oh man, Breath of the Wild is such a great game. Glad I picked it up and glad I've been playing it. Let's see, Hyperin X13 says, Hi, my dude, what's going on, Hyperin? Tommy says, Yes, I did. Uh, yes, I did. It was a busy stream. Did some troll hunting. Damn right, Tommy. Hopefully you took out some of those trolls. Uh, Patrick, Walsh is, pa- Patrick Walsh is laughing in the chat. Rosanna Allen says, I'm fine. They don't phase me. Trolls make good virtual punching bags. That's very, very true. I'm assuming Patrick was doing his Joker laugh. Uh, Michael Martinez says, So I was at FYE yesterday and found the Ghostbusters 1984 and Beetlejuice Steelbooks both for a really good price. A really good way to start my October Blu-ray haul. Nice, Mike and Martinez. Yeah, FYE usually has some pretty good steelbook options and usually for pretty decent prices. There's actually a Best Buy steelbook of Beetlejuice that looks pretty cool. Looks pretty dope. I might have to pick one up one day. I don't know if they had any... uh, 
I think they were out of copies the last time I checked. All right, jumping over to DLive since I saw one person trying to get my attention over there. Captain Dean Heist says, just saw Joker. What an amazing film. Loved it. Joaquin was great. I, again, agree with every single point he got there. Captain, uh, Captain Gentry's over there. Captain K-Man's over there as well. Hello, my captains. Captain Asset says, my lord, I must leave. Also, did you see CNN saying Joker is about white men going against feminists and immigrants? Did we watch a different movie because they were nowhere to be seen? That's CNN being CNN. However, I, I do have somewhat of a conspiracy theory that I laid out in the video I did for the channel today, not too long ago. And that is the fact that, did you realize that the same company, the same <laughs> corporation that owns Warner Brothers, which produced and made Joker are the same organization, the same corporation that own CNN. Warner Media owns, obviously, Warner Brothers, but also CNN. Now, in giant corporations, there is usually a lot of separation because they are huge. They are gigantic. So, obviously, I think there could easily be a case that CNN's doing its own thing, even though it has a parent company, and it's just being crazy for the sake of being crazy. However... I think that there is also a situation, there's also a chance that you could see a correlation and collaboration between CNN and Warner Brothers, and that CNN might be drudging up these crap BS stories, not just to push their own agenda, which I do think they have one, but also because by creating this environment, they are easily helping Joker make more money. Now, I have no proof of this, other than the fact that they are indeed factually owned by the same company, but... I think it's something that's still worth looking into because CNN has been more so than usual obsessed with Joker and obsessed with talking about Joker and pushing this narrative. I think that it's a pretty decent thought, but what say you? Let me know your thoughts. And once we get there, we'll get there. Let's see. CW Trixie says, when it comes to remakes, reboots, what are your thoughts on the new Adams Family movie by the trailer? Uh, by the trailer alone, I'm just ambivalent towards it. I don't think it's going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be good. I'm a huge Adams Family fan. I love the 90s live action stuff the most. In fact, just the other day, it was finally released on Blu-ray. Let me go ahead and see if I can find it. So for those that don't know, um, not too long ago, the original Adams Family from the 90s was put on Blu-ray, but there had never been a Blu-ray release of Adams Family Values, which I think actually might be the better of the two. And so now, just recently, this past month, for October, perfect time for the Adams Family, I would say, they finally released not just Adams Family Values, but both of them in a combo pack, combo pack set. So this is now available. I want to say when I bought it, it was around $14 which, to be honest, is a pretty good deal for a movie that's never been on Blu-ray and another film that's just recently been put on Blu-ray. And it's great. I mean, these are wonderful films. I can't wait to watch them again in, in HD. It's really what, I think, defined the careers of a lot of the people in the film. For those maybe that want to know some of the names in here, you've got Christopher Lloyd, who, of course, is amazing for so many different reasons. Uh, Raul Julia, who, honestly, in my opinion gives Oscar-worthy performances in these <laughs> in these movies. He sadly died uh, w well before his time, and, and really when, at a point in his career, he was doing a lot of just cool things, not just these campy movies, but doing some really solid roles too. Um, but anyway, he's fantastic in this movie. You got Angelica Houston, who of course is just fr freaking fantastic. Joan Cusack plays Debbie, who is one of the greatest characters of all time. Debbie. Uh, Christina Ricci, this is where she got her start as well. And a couple other people. And there's a really cool supporting cast too. So if you don't have this, I recommend picking it up. But don't use any affiliate links of mine because my affiliate link 
has been shut down. So for those that were not watching last stream, Amazon has canceled my account because, and this is no lie, because it's against their terms and condition to tell people that the affiliate links, if they are used, benefit the channel. So basically, in their terms and conditions, I cannot tell, or no one for that matter, can tell you that the use of an affiliate link helps them, which means you have to lie, theoretically, about the affiliate links, and you know all you can do is say, oh, use my affiliate link, and not tell the people that you're getting a kickback from it, which to me is stupid because most people say that in their videos, and I don't see how that is a problem. But yeah, that's Amazon. So pick it up anyway, though. It's great. Buy it from Best Buy. You know, Amazon, too. I Obviously, I still have Amazon Prime and everything like that. Um, maybe one day I'll get one back. Maybe I'll have to make one. <laughs> I was telling John about that earlier, and he said, oh, just make one through your wife's account. May have to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, let's see here. Hypernex13 says, I honestly don't want them to remake a sequel. I don't want them to make a sequel. I don't know if you feel the same, but I love how there's all these theories of the movie, even though it's a standalone. And as I said before, I would be fine if they do leave it alone. However, I, I do obviously have that desire for this duology universe, right? Of a Batman solo film and the Joker solo film existing in the same universe, but not being direct sequels, if you know what I mean. I think that could be really, really cool. I think it could work. Mikey Martinez says, do you think Joker will stay number one for this upcoming weekend despite Gemini Man and Adam's Family opening? Well, Gemini Man is going to be a giant question mark because it's an Ang Lee film. Ang Lee has a very uh, up and down track record when it comes to the box office. He's made some very successful movies. He's also made some movies that have not been nearly as successful. This does not have a lot of CG in it, which means it's not going to be a wide appeal. It does have Will Smith, and Will Smith is a big name. Um, he's not as big as he used to be, in my opinion, but it is still a name nonetheless. And so I think you're going to have people show up for that. Um, I think that you're going to have the families show up for, uh, Adam's family. I think there's definitely a chance of that film taking the top spot because of the family vote, but Joker's definitely going to be top three. And I think there is a good chance that it actually does that well. Gemini, man, I don't see that film making the same amount of money. I don't see that film making hundred million dollars. I don't see Adam's family making hundred million dollars. And so if there's only a 50% drop, and that to me would be pretty decent, right? I think that that's realistic of a drop for Joker. That means it's making around 50 million. You would have to argue that Gemini Man's going to make $50 million or that Adam's Family is going to make $50 million. And so I don't think that those films necessarily are going to get there. So Gemini Man box office uh, forecast. Let's see how much they are forecasting the film to actually make at this point in time. Let me try and see if I can find a a legitimate source. So Adam's family, the opening weekend range currently is 16 to 21 million. That makes sense to me. And Gemini man is between 25 and 30. So if those are already, so this is coming from boxofficepro.com, which obviously has a mixed track record at best. Obviously when it comes to projections, these are mostly based off of speculation and pre-sales, which we all know don't tell the entire story. But right now the range is 16 to 21 for Adam's family Gemini Man is set at $25 to $30 million, well below the $50 million. So even on a good day, I could not see the films making $20 million more or $30 million more than what they're projected to make. It could happen. It's not as likely, which in my mind means Joker is very well primed to repeat in the number one spot if it can have just a 50% drop. If they can just have a 50% drop. Uh, I think it would be interesting. I think it's going to be very interesting to see. 
Uh, Mayor Jeremy says, yo, oh my gosh, we need more Joaquin Joker. I agree. Laura says, I saw that there was a hidden Batman image in the start of Joker. So cool. Yeah, so there's a part in the movie. This is not a spoiler because this is something that we only realized after the fact. This just goes to the artistic uh, just brilliance, the artistic brilliance that went on behind the camera. There's a scene where he's looking into a mirror and the way that the pictures are all laid out and the way that there's uh, what's in his background, it actually makes the Batman image, which is actually really cool. It's an image that's floating around Twitter right now everywhere. It's pretty damn awesome. All right, jumping over to DLive for a second. Uh, Frank the Bunny, thank you for the ice cream donation. I appreciate it, bruv. I appreciate you. Captain Dean High says, all these solo films that you mentioned are good films. Ironically, Solo was not a good film. Isn't that interesting? Uh, it's also not a surprise either. And I think they're still going to try and make a sequel to it, if at the very least as a TV series on Disney+, Plus, where they do not have to worry about the <laughs> the the failure of the show being nearly as obvious and as apparent as the movie was. Uh, Mirror Jeremy, how's it going, bruv? Alice McCarthy says, yeah, but the age difference between Joker and Bats, I guess it could work. It still could work. Some people have been obsessed with that, I think, a little too much. That the age difference from the younger Bruce Wayne and, and going into the older Joker. But I think there is an argument, and I think that there is a situation where there could be a difference or where there could be a justification. And I don't want to dive into it too much because I don't, I don't really want to go too spoiler-heavy yet. Um, you know, some people might look at the things that I've said so far as spoilers. I don't. I, I view them as basic plot points that are, are pretty apparent by the trailers and just by the very nature of it being a Joker film, right? However, I, I do think that the age difference would not be nearly as big of a problem as some people think because that's under the stipulation or under the thought that we know Joker's age in the comics. And last time I checked, Joker's age has never been a major focal point of the Joker in any iteration of his character. At least, again, from someone that's not a comic guy, but grew up with the animated series, Joker's age was never something that was really brought up. So because he's crazy, he could essentially be any age you need him to be. I guess it could work in, in that way. All right, let's see. YouTube chat jumped on me again. So let's see where we were in the chat. We we're falling behind as usual. So don't worry, I'm not skipping chats. I'm, I'm just behind in the chat at this point. It's currently 721 where I am, and in the chat, it is a 705. So I'm 15 minutes behind in the chat. So if you're wondering where why I haven't read your comment yet, it's because I'm 15 minutes behind in the YouTube chat. The Senate says, Did you hear that Disney might remake one of the best animated films, The Nightmare Before Christmas? It sounds awful, I know, as much as I'd like to see more knowing 2019, it's going to suck. Yeah, seriously, because 2019 does not end in 2019. Uh, 2020 is definitely set to continue the madness started in 2019 because even the madness of 2019 really finds its origin back in 2016 and even before then. So something tells me that we're not going to uh, we're not going to escape it at least in the next year. Michael Martinez says, "I'm getting I'm getting more excited for Matt Reeves' Batman film. I feel like it'll be a solid movie. I do too. And if they go in the direction that many fans want, if they make Batman and focus on him as if they turn it into a film noir and they have him as a detective and they focus on the detective elements of the Batman story. And as I said, if they can somehow make it work without forcing it to connect to the Joker universe, oh, I'm sold. I would be down. Grandmaster Yoda says, what is the elite of victory? Well, it's actually a victory for fans more so than anything else. And the, the elite of victory is the fact that there were a bunch of gatekeepers on, on Twitter that were trying to take ownership of, of a hashtag. One of them decided to say, oh, we should have a vote. And I said, why? You're just not going to listen to it. 
And they said, oh, you're afraid. And I said, oh, <laughs> you want to play that game, huh? Okay. And so there's been a poll up for the last three days. And the poll said, how should hashtag Alita Army be used? Only positive, however you want, or no opinion. The results of the poll were staggering. 56% of people out of around, what, 500 or so said it should be used however you want. Only about 34% said only positive, and then 10% of people just didn't care. So by overwhelming margins, the side that I was championing won, which is freedom of speech, being allowed to do whatever it is you want to do, supporting fandom however you want to support fandom. And so that's a victory in my book. So <laughs> it was kind of something also in the, in the title of the video I decided just to tack on because I did want to at least talk about it. Don't want to talk too much about it because in all honesty, now that the poll is over, I'd rather just leave it all behind because at this point, they are just simply a bunch of crazy people that are obsessing over a hashtag. And I think that they need a lot more help than g- just giving them attention and feeding the fire. So that's what the title means though. Hyron X13 says, even though it's an origin story, I love how you could ask what was real or not since Joker is an unreliable character. I think they did an excellent choice doing it with this character. No, I agree. I mean, with Joker, you never know what you're going to get. There's always a question mark, especially when you deal with mental illness about what's going on and what's not going on. But I'm not going to go into too much more detail because as I said, I don't want to really spoil much. So again, you can talk to each other in the chat about direct spoilers, but if you're going to tag me, please don't mention anything specific. Uh, Sina says, Joker is the best film of the year by far. I doubt anything else will pass it. I agree. I don't think anything else, I don't see anything else on the release calendar that I think could beat it. There's always a chance, right? But right now, you have films like Joker, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, John Wick 3, Alita Battle Angel. Those are probably my top four films of the year so far. I would throw in Brightburn, which is obviously a love or hate film, but that's definitely, I think, rounding up my top five. And yeah, I currently have a top 10 list up on Filmbox or Letterboxd, Filmboxd, uh, Letterboxd. I have a top 10 list going, and I'll try and update that as the year goes on, as I see more films, as I think about the list a little bit more, maybe changing the order a little bit. But if you want to see my current thoughts on the top 10 of the year, uh, it's not been a very strong year uh, number-wise, right? Quality films, the films that are quality have been very quality, but the number of quality films has not been very high. Let's see, Michael Martinez says, there has been a whole lot of marketing for Zombieland Double Tap. How do you think it'll do at the box office? Yeah, uh, that's one where it's going to be a giant question mark. I, I, I could see that film doing decent, but as we know, films this year at the box office, unless it's been a Disney-owned property, has not really done bonkers. There's only been really a couple examples of films doing really well that have not been owned by Disney. I mean, if you look to overall the the highest grossing films of the year, the top five and even top six are all Disney-owned properties, and they're all making over a billion dollars. Sony is the example, is the exception, but it's Sony Spider-Man, which is in conjunction with the MCU. And so to me, that's kind of an extension of Disney in a lot of ways. The next film, the next non-Disney film that had a wide release in the United States at the very least was How to Train Your Dragon 3, and that film only made around $500 million. So you have to drop around $500 million just to get to the next highest grossing film. So it's not going to be a gigantic juggernaut, double tap. However, I think that it could definitely still make a little bit of money. I, I don't know what the tracking is right now on that, and I guess I'll have to check into that. Also, to be honest, I think that that film is way long past due. I think that it, it could be good, but I think that they should have kind of jumped on that sequel when the iron was still hot for it. 
And to me, every time I see the trailer for it, all I can think of is, oh, they're just saying, remember how awesome the first film was? Here we go again. Remember how awesome the first film was? Here we go again. And it just seems like it's going to repeat the same beats and it's going to be a lazy sequel rather than a worthwhile sequel. Uh, Hypernex13 says, I agree. Wish they were more specific with the medical condition. I think there's something called a uh, pseudo bubbler effect. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't, I don't know what it is because obviously I, it's not my position to, <laughs> to, you know, diagnose anyone. Let's see. Mr. Peabody, thank you for the ice cream donation over on DLive, man. I appreciate it. Captain Gentry says, I disagree. I don't want more Joaquin Joker. As much as I like the idea, I really think this should be a one and done kind of film. And Will, I'm, I'm right there with you. Captain Gentry, I'm right there with you. I would be perfectly content if they leave this one and done. But if they can guarantee it'll just be two films in the same universe, I don't. I would not mind if they at least referenced Joker in the Batman film. As long as it's clear that they're in the same universe, they're connected, but it's not a direct sequel, and maybe you don't have Joaquin Phoenix come back, but at least, re- I don't know. I, I, I just like the idea of a duology because I, I cannot think of any modern-day film that was made as a duology or as a spiritual successor or a spiritual brother, really, in this case, to another film and just leave it at that. I I just have never seen that before. Let's see. He also says, well, in canon, the Joker has died dozens of times, so having one 40 years older than Bruce at one point isn't a problem. That's very true. I mean, you you really do find so much uh, diversity within the Joker character himself where he's been older, he's been younger, and just so many different characterizations that you could theoretically work with an older Joker. That's for sure. Uh, Kathleen High says, in the Nolan films, wasn't Joker created after Batman came on the scene? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just going on memory. In the Nolan universe, I remember it was at the end of Batman Begins. He had just started as Batman. And all of a sudden, he's meeting with Commissioner Gordon. And Commissioner Gordon tells him, you know, oh, there's there's someone new in town who's leaving a calling card. And he gives him the Joker card. And that's what leads up to the Dark Knight and the Joker's character being introduced. So it's not that he came out of it or was created out of it. I think that it was just simply that that coincided with the film overall and coincided with him beginning as Batman as well. Uh, Captain K-Man, thank you for the ice cream donation, man. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Frank the Bunny is giving his list. He says that his top four right now are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, Alita, and John Wick. I think that's definitely a good list you got there. Mirror Jeremy says, seeing Joker again tomorrow night in 35mm. It's playing in 35mm. Whoa, 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 What? <laughs> I think it was, hmm. I kind of wonder now, was the film shot in 35mm? Or was it shot digitally and has it been converted over? It's going to receive a 70mm run in certain theaters. Well, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, I hope that it comes here. I'll have to check, though, because if it wasn't shot in 35mm and they're just playing it in 35mm, I'm less excited about that. But if they shot it on film and converted it, that that would have me excited. But that sounds cool. Michael Martinez says, I have an AMC Classic that has a big D screen. Haven't been there, but is the big D format any good? It seems like a knockoff of IMAX or Dolby in my mind. It's a, it's a poor man's IMAX, meaning it's just not good as far as it's... It's like a normal screen, but the screen's maybe a little bit bigger and the sound's maybe a little bit louder, but not IMAX loud and not IMAX size. It is definitely a knockoff IMAX. It's not an, Dolby is its own thing because Dolby has a standard 
with the projection and with the visual. I mean, it's the Dolby Atmos sound with also the Dolby laser technology. So there really is no way to have a knockoff Dolby because Dolby is simply Dolby. IMAX is mostly known for the giant screen, giant sound. And back in the day, the 75 millimeter prints which obviously in the age of digital does not exist anymore. So it's mostly now just the big sound, right? So Big D, I don't think it's worth the upgrade. I don't think it's worth the money. But then again, that could just be my specific theater. And obviously your your case could be different. Your theater could be different. It could be a better iteration of it. See, Jay Stowe says, with the exception of Leto and Clooney, for me, I think Batman and Joker are the most consistently cast characters with the actors they pick for the role. This goes back to Romero and West. I, I think there's definitely been a lot of really great casting calls and I'm glad that you leave those two exceptions because yeah George Clooney was a terrible Batman because he was just George Clooney in a Batman suit and that's all that it was and then Jared Leto let's just not let's just not talk about that role uh see Bruce says after watching for a second time I was able to come up with more realities than when watching it the first time nice yeah that's why I want to see it again Hybrid says, oh, Odin, I apologize. If I was going back and forth on that comment thread with the box office video you did, just wanted to shut that person down. Oh, I didn't even see, so I don't know what you're talking about, but (laughs) please, if someone's being an asset in the comments, you go right ahead and shut them down. Um, I only get basic notifications, so I get random notifications for comments, but luckily I don't get... The way the comment section's been working on my videos lately... There's just been so many. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad I don't get notifications for every single comment. However, I do do get notifications for some of them. And so if you're putting someone down, though, I'm sure you were doing it right. See, Lou says, good day, mate. How's your day been? Day's been just fine. Had a day just to sit back and relax. Family coming in tomorrow, so I'll be able to relax for most of the day. Uh, but we do need to start prepping. So there's certain things I need to move around the house and clean up and everything. And yeah, so... That's exciting. I'm going to try Breath of the Wild has been kind of taking up my life, so I do want to go to the theater at some point, uh, but we'll see what happens. Micah Martinez says, yeah, I agree with you. I used to look up to the film critics, and now they are such a joke. I trust the audiences. I'm right there with you. Now the audience score means so much more than what it once did, right? It's amazing how that kind of switch happened. Frank the Bunny over on DLive, thank you very much for the ice cream donation. I appreciate it. Uh, Peabody says, the Joker's age isn't a problem. The Joker has followers, so it could be similar to the Dread Pirate Roberts. He handed down the title. That actually could be interesting. I think that most fans might not accept that because the Joker is such an iconic character, singular, right? However, that could be an interesting way to explain how the Joker's been able to consistently... The reason why I guess they wouldn't go that way is because you always have Batman, right? And usually it's going to be Bruce Wayne's Batman versus the Joker, and we've never really had a name for the Joker other than simply Joker. But you could definitely work it that way. That would be interesting, to say the least. That's for sure. That's definitely for sure. Uh, let's see. Nugo, thank you for the follow over on DLive. Appreciate it, man. Captain Mr. Roy, thank you very much for the diamond donation. The CJH, thank you for the lemon donation. And Kim Ken Park, thank you very much for the ice cream donation. You are awesome. Thank you. All right, back over to the YouTube chat. Darth Morrill says, good day, Odin. Sorry I'm not around. Uh, sorry, I've been not. Uh, sorry, I'm not around a lot. It's mainly because if time zone from the U.S. to U.K. Seen Joker, it was fantastic, and they were handing out free posters at my cinema. Darth Moral, you lucky bastard! I've seen a few people posting the the posters they got. I saw it opening night in a premium format and didn't get a poster, and I was one of the first ones in there. I'm so upset. I blame my theater though. Uh, my theater probably either had them and just didn't give them out, which oftentimes happens at some theaters when they're not run correctly. Or they just never got them because they're a low-volume theater. 
Uh, I know someone said they were going to try and send me one, but man, those like there's there's very few movies that I that nowadays I used to always get posted for everything. And I have too many, which is why eventually I'm gonna have to give them away. There's very few movies that I actually still want to have a poster for. Joker's one of them. I'm kind of hoping that Display does a really cool design that someone designs a really cool a really cool poster for the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, and I might have to get that at some point too. See, the Senate says, here's something better instead of watching it because it sucks. Watch Mahler's review of it, and surprisingly, it's not 10 hours long. Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about for Joker? Wait, he didn't hear something better instead of watching it because it sucks. Oh, 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 oh. Something tells me Senate. So, again, because the chat always jumps around, I'm assuming you're talking about the Batwoman <laughs> episode. Oh, man. I can only imagine how much time he spent on a, what, 20, 30-minute show? I don't know how long it is, if it's a long form or short form. I'm assuming it's like maybe 45 minutes. So I wonder how long he actually spent on it. Harvard Bentho says, I'm afraid that studios might learn the wrong lesson from Joker and start shoehorning the dark and gritty tone into movies that don't need it like they did after The Dark Knight. I think there's definitely a lot to consider there. He says, on the flip side, I'm also tired of how Marvel took the success of Guardians to mean that they should make all of their cosmic intergalactic movies comedies. Yeah, I, I think that you are spot on there. I think that there's definitely this tendency in Hollywood to look at what makes money and decide to try and copy it. And I don't think that's the right way to go about it because I think that ends up leading to a lot of lazy uh, filmmaking, a lot of lazy storytelling, and overall just an audience that no longer wants to support most movies, which is the age of Hollywood that we're living in. We're only a few movies, most of them owned by Disney, and at making much profit. John Early says, Joker from 2019 is probably much easier to understand and maybe feel for as opposed to Batman, the animated series, Joker, which was a straight up villain. Well, I think it's just a different take. It's an, it's an overall different take on the character. And I think that, you know, depending on who you are, one might more strongly appeal to you than the other. And I think that there's definitely a case to be made there, right? I think the reason why Joker works as a villain in 2019 Joker is because you at least understand where he comes from. You don't really get a whole lot of backstory in the animated series version, at least the episodes that I was, you know, that I've watched. Obviously, I watched a lot when I was younger, but it's been a long time since I've seen them all the way through. And I think that that version of the Joker was just there, was just evil, was just a villain for the sake of being a villain, where this version of Joker, you understand why. You don't agree with him, right? And that's what the media's been trying to spin is saying, oh, it makes you empathize with the person and, and it makes you, you know, like his violence. Like, no, 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 no. It makes you understand. You can understand someone without supporting them, right? People love to understand psychopaths, real-life psychopaths, like Charles Manson. People are obsessed with understanding the mind of Charles Manson, not because they like what he did, but because it's interesting to know why someone would do the things that they've done. And the same thing works with comic villains, too. Why is someone evil? How did someone become evil? That's why The Joker is such, I think, successful movie and also a good movie, because it tries to answer that question. How did someone become the person that we know. And I love it. Alice McCarthy says, Batwoman sucked. Wasn't woke. It was more boring than the past few weeks of WWE combined. Literally fell asleep watching. Damn, that's sad. And Ross, three hours long. So I can, I can only imagine how bad it was. Rosetta Allen says, I do have to brag to you. I made it to a 15-hour marathon. YouTube couldn't keep all my info. Damn, 15 hours is too long. That is too long, Rosetta. Bruce says, going to be hard not to talk spoilers with you. Trust me, Bruce, I know. Um, I have to make one of the streams that I do this week. I'm probably going to do the Saturday stream. Either I'll do a bonus stream at some point and have it be dedicated to spoiler talk, 
or I will, I've been on a couple of other people's streams. I, I, I was on a stream the other day where we talked a little bit of spoilers. I want to say I was on with Josiah Rises last week and we talked a little bit of spoilers, but I definitely do want to have a spoiler specific stream at some point, but I do want to respect because I know that there's, a, there's 160 people watching. So if you're watching this, please like the video, you know, simple request from a simple man, as Jeremy likes to say all the time. And uh, I would appreciate it. And if you've not subscribed to the channel, please think about subscribing as well. Uh, we try and do this a few times a week. But yeah, I do want to have a, a spoiler-filled discussion. But whenever you have spoilers for a movie that just came out, sometimes people just they can't join in because they haven't seen it yet because of work or a wide variety of reasons. And I don't want to single them out. I don't want to you know make them not welcome here because they haven't seen a movie yet. Zach Gregg says, if they make the Lex movie, they will SJW him. Probably. <laughs> Sadly, probably, I'd imagine. Slice Neon says, current therapy game is the Kingdom Hearts series. Good old, not ruined Disney admissed. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Orange Review says, I saw a double feature of John Wick at Walmart 2 with two replicas of Continental Coins. Almost got that, but remembered that I own the movies already. Nice. Yeah, I know there's been a couple of special editions at Walmart and Target that have different things attached to them. I'm happy with my Steelbook version myself. Harvard Bentho says, Do you think that Todd Phillips might have designed Joker as a sort of political Rorschach test so that people of all political persuasions will read their preferred meaning into it? He could have. I honestly think that instead he just said, What makes a man insane? Let's dive into it. And I think that he decided to use some historical points from uh, New York's history to influence his version of Gotham. And he just had it all come together. And it all came together quite successfully, I would say. Uh, King Camp Park, thank you for the ice cream donation. Uh, Captain Mr. Roy says, I got a free Joker poster too. Well, Captain Mr. Roy, <laughs> I'm glad that you and the others seen that. I'm the only one apparently that that just was at the theater that did not care. And we didn't get posters. That's okay. I, I'm sure I'll get one at some point. Uh, the CJH, thank you for the ice cream donation. And Captain Dean Heights, thank you for the ice cream as well. The CJH also says, the SJWs are angry, the Snyder fans, for putting the ad up on Times Square and saying the Snyder Cut whitewashed things. Ooh, wait a minute. The SJWs are angry at the Snyder fans for pulling, for putting, for putting the ad up on Times Square and are saying the Snyder Cut whitewashed things. Well, the SJWs would be saying that for a long time because they love just to complain about everything. As someone that is not a Zack Snyder fan, though, I'm, I'm, I just don't feel like I have a side. I'm never going to side with the SJWs, but I'm also someone that sometimes feels like I can't side with the Snyder fans either because a lot of them are fanatics. <laughs> Where if I say one bad thing about Snyder, I guess, you know, they, they go after me. The teeth come out. Frank the Bunny, thank you for the ice cream donation. Over on YouTube, Drunk3PO, thank you for the $5 donation. Thank you for using Streamlabs as well. He says, oh, damn. Much love. Much love to you, Drunk3PO. Make sure you subscribe to Drunk3PO. He is good people. He is good people. He is Geeks and Gamers fam. He is Fandom Menace fan. And he is just the most gorgeous man on YouTube. He's fantastic. And I hope to meet him in real life soon. He's one of my favorites. We got the Phantom Menace in the chat. Hail Odin. What's going on, Phantom Menace? Rosetta Allen says, original Adams family in the 90s, you poor, sweet, misguided millennial. No, 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 Rosetta Allen. I understand that. No, 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 no. Don't, don't you put words in my mouth, Rosetta Allen. The original Adams family dates back a much longer time. Of course, we have the cartoon, but we also have the live action show from a while back. What was that, from the 60s or so? So trust me, I understand 
the history of Adam's Family. However, the best version of Adam's Family, hands down, is the 90s live-action movies. Don't you question me, Rosetta. That stuff didn't happen in the 80s. Which means I'm, there's a higher chance that I know more about it. If it didn't happen in the 80s, there's a higher chance that I know about it. You know this, Rosetta. Don't question me on the other decades. Mario Martinez says, looks like I'll have to pick up The Addams Family on Blu-ray. It's been a while since I've seen it. Oh, they're worth it. I think they're great movies to watch during October slash Halloween. Uh, my, my parents watch both Addams Family, values, uh, Addams Family live action films on Halloween night every year. They have it playing in the background while trick-or-treaters are coming by. It's awesome. Uh, it's something that I wish I had been able to come over more often at when I was down there. But yeah, it's great. And I kind of want to start that tradition myself because it sounds like fun. And we have a house now in a new neighborhood and we don't know, I don't know what trick-or-treaters are going to be like this year, but it should be fun. It should be fun. Uh, Gmonkey76 says, shocking that CNN is pushing an agenda. Say it ain't so. I know, right? Tina says, I had forgotten Warner Brothers owned CNN. I forget about all these mergers, but it, if it's real, it was risky. What if the scheme backfired and no one had gone? It's a good one, though. Yeah, Tina, either it's one of the smartest decisions they've ever made by building up all of this resentment from the, for the media and using that to make people go see a movie, but at the same time, too, it, it could have backfired. I, I think there's definitely um, a fine line there, which is why I'm not certain of anything yet either at this point. I, I just... I looked at that connection. I said, uh, there could be something here. They're owned by the same company and CNN is not just covering it. They're obsessing over it. I don't know. I mean, CNN is pretty bad, but <laughs> I mean, even they usually aren't this insane and they're pretty insane. Uh, Margaret Martinez says, are you going to see Gemini man? Ah, I'm not a huge Ang Lee guy myself. He's done a couple of really cool things, but he's also done a really lot of crappy things too. And Will Smith is like, uh, I think he's overrated. I like him in some things. I don't think he's the star that people think he is, personally. I just don't think he's as talented as some people think he is. I think he's funny. I, I think that there are certain roles that he fits better into. But, yeah, I'm, yeah, probably not. It's not on the top of my to-do list. But if there's a chance where I have some time to see another movie, definitely would be interested. Micah Martinez says, there is a buy two, get one free deal at Target when you shop online. For Blu-rays, Micah Martinez, please send that information my way. Uh, Dory the Hobbit, what's up, Dory the Hobbit, says, your thoughts on China blocking Joker from their market? Well, it makes sense. It really does. They they tend to block all that is well and good. They Their censors are very, very crazy people. That's why this, this week's, last, last week's episode of South Park was so damn funny. Because it went after China. And anytime you go after China, I'm happy. Because China has a lot of reasons for you to go after them. You know, communism, uh, killing innocent people. A wide variety of reasons to, to not be fans of China. So the fact that they're blocking the Joker film just really does not surprise me at all. These are the same people that block films because of so-called magic. But then will allow films like Doctor Strange, which has all to do with magic. Because obviously they want to make their corporate overlords at Disney happy. Right? Because obviously there's definitely a connection there. And yet people still question it. I had one person in a comment say, oh, just stop the conspiracy theory of Disney in China. I'm just pointing out facts when it comes to that, right? There's no direct conspiracy. There's no direct correlation. However, there's a lot of conveniences, and I think those conveniences deserve to be talked about. Just saying. Zach Gregg says, did you see South Park was banned in China? I just talked about that. Uh, Howard Bentho says, if you ever get the chance, you should read C.S. Lewis's essay, on the three ways of writing stories for children, it's profound and changed the way I think about fiction in general. Very cool. I, I do love me some C.S. Lewis. 
Tina says, and on and one of the D's in D&D wrote Gemini Man. Oh, man, really, Tina? So apparently one of the... <laughs> so Benioff and Weiss. So one of them wrote Gemini Man. Well, that tells me all I need to know. That tells me all I need to hear. <laughs> Uh, over on D-Live, Frank the Bunny threw for the ice cream. Uh, the CJH says, I also heard that DC is open to doing a Mr. Freeze movie. They can do it well. I mean, if they can follow, if they can go genre on that one, meaning it's not your just a typical superhero or supervillain movie, if they go with, jo- again, not necessarily uh, thriller, drama, horror drama, however you want to describe it, like Joker, but they could definitely go in a certain direction with jo- with with that film, with Mr. Freeze, and it could actually probably work pretty well. Frank the Bunny, uh, thoughts on China banning South Park? Got that one already. The CJH says, I'm interested in seeing the alternate deleted scenes for the Joker that suggests he was Heath Ledger's Joker um, a la having scars. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about that, but I'm interested in their 4K release just because I know that the visual, I, I just know that the special features are going to be amazing. And I really want to dive further into it. I, I have not seen... There's a clip going around of Todd Phillips explaining and breaking down the opening scene, and apparently it's it's just amazing. So that's something that I'm definitely going to want to do at some point. Uh, Captain Mr. Roy says, I'm going to pass on Gemini Man. The movie went, uh, went though, 20 years of development hell and was co-written by David Benioff. Well, there you go. So Gemini Man was co-written by David Benioff, the same guy that destroyed Game of Thrones. Uh, one of the guys that destroyed Game of Thrones... Uh, that tells me all I need to know. That tells me all I need to know. <laughs> all right, I've caught up on DLive chat. Jumping back over to YouTube where I'm still behind, of course. Uh, it's 7.17 in the YouTube chat. It's 7.48 where I am, which means I'm about 30 minutes behind. Welcome <laughs> welcome to the stream, everybody. Where Odin falls behind by 30 minutes on a regular basis, it seems. Uh, Bruce says, I just ordered the Adams Family double feature. For me, it was thirteen seventy four. Well, there you go. So I know that Amazon prices tend to fluctuate, and depending on where you live, the taxes could be different. So from around for around thirteen to fourteen dollars, you can get the Adams Family live action from the nineties films for that. Dory De Hobbit says, "Will you be reviewing Parasite? Parasite won Cannes Film Festival this year. Parasite are coming to American theaters this week, October tenth. Um, if I see it, sure. Um, I, I haven't heard a whole lot about it though, so I can't really speak much more than that." Super Anime Gamer says, Hello, how are you, my dude? Apologies for my lateness. Had some family visiting. Well, family's more important, man. Family first, as always. Bjorn says, Will Will Smith be blue? <laughs> if he was, I'm sure that would make me want to see the film even more. Super Anime Gamer also says, Came in like mid-sentence. Were you saying you'd like this version of Joker to get linked with Batman? I think that there is a way they could make that connection work. In a standalone Batman film... It could take place in the same universe, and if you did that, you could either have Joaquin Phoenix make an appearance at the very end, or you could simply have a reference to the Joker at the end of the movie to show that the films are connected. So that they're not direct sequels or spin-offs, but they that they're connected, that they're brother and sister in, in you know, in some words, in some form or fashion. Uh, Phantom Anise says, did you hear that China blocked South Park? Yes, I did. Yeah, I got that news already. Howard Bentha says, Joker is traditionally insane, but highly intelligent. Arthur Fleck seems to have a slightly low IQ. He's a good character in his own right, but he's nothing like the comic book Joker. And I think that's one of the many reasons why people have been split on the portrayal of the Joker, where people can appreciate the performance, but the iteration is is one that you either love or you hate. 
I personally love it because to me it makes it a more grounded Joker who I honestly think because of his insanity could still be a great foil to a Batman, right? Because yes, we can look at as 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 Joker being a high IQ individual. This is true. But also we could argue saying that it's just because of his insanity that he's able to put Batman to the test because Batman has morals, Joker does not. And you could see it as a battle of morality and not necessarily a battle of wits. Now, I know the traditional, again, I'll take your word over it because you probably know more about the comic character than I do. You might have more of a psychological or mental component to it. But I could see them working it where it's a moral dilemma, it's a moral battle that's being fought, and not necessarily an intellectual battle. I don't think of the Joker and think, oh man, he must be great at playing chess, you know? Maybe in the comics he is, but in my mind I see it as someone with no morality whatsoever, and if that's the version we're getting, which it seems like we're getting, then that's the version that I'm okay with. All right, so the chat jumped on me on YouTube again, uh, and this time it has skipped some chats, so I'll let you know where I am. So right now, the last comment that I have is from Alex Martinez at 737 in the chat. Right now, where I am, it's 752, so I'm still about 20 minutes behind or so. So if your comment was before Alex Martinez's comment at 737, you might need, you might need to repeat it, but if you're not sure... You know, just just wait and see what happens. Uh, but again, I am sorry sometimes this happens. YouTube obviously can't keep up with it because YouTube sucks, as always. Uh, <laughs> and here we are. Alex Martinez says, how far behind in the chat? Uh, let's see, 7.52 at 7.37, so about 20 minutes or so. Smooth Jam California says, as much as I slag let as I slag Leto for his betrayal in Suicide Squad, he is still a great actor. Dallas Buyers Club represent, and I'm really rooting for him in Morbius next year. Oh, he is a great actor. That's why I was amazed at how terrible his portrayal of the Joker was, because he's great. But yeah, his Joker was, was trash. Zach Gregg says, psychological, uh, physiological thrillers that make you think they are not in a lot of movies nowadays. Yeah, you don't really see physiological or even psychological thrillers, you don't see too many of them done well nowadays, that's for sure. Uh, Dory Hobbit says, if Alita was released today, would China block it because Alita is centered on anarchy and rebellion in the midst of the Hong Kong protests? Uh, Dory Hobbit, I think that you have a lot there. In fact, that might be the reason why they blocked Joker, because they did not want to feed into the current unrest in Hong Kong, and they didn't want anything to spread. And obviously, one could look to the Joker and say, that could definitely you know, show people, hey, you can fight you can fight against the system. You know, I, again, I still don't buy into this movies make people violent nonsense, but I think that movies can still influence the way that we think of the world, right? And I think that in already a, a politically sensitive time that China's in right now, especially in the Hong Kong area, I think that they probably wanted to try and limit that. So that might be a good reason as to why the censors have not allowed it. I still think it's crap. I still think their uh, blatant attacks on free speech and blatant attacks on freedom in general are something that deserve to be criticized, which is why I'm supportive of those protesting the Chinese government in Hong Kong right now. I still don't support violence. Um, If you're defending yourself, that's one thing. But if you're just being violent for the sake of making noise, I, I, I just, as a Catholic, that's just not really what I can support necessarily. And obviously, I, I know very little about it other than what the media portrays it as. And the media is obviously going to always have an agenda with these things because they don't care about news. They care about ratings and clicks these days. So that very well could be a reason. And Alita, I think, could possibly, with everything happening in Hong Kong, could probably be another victim of that, too. I think that's a very interesting point for sure. 
Uh, let's see, JJ says, I don't like to spoil movies, but Titanic sank at the end of the movie. <laughs> Damn you, JJ. Damn you, JJ. Micah Wood says, hail Odin. What's up? How's it going, man? Niggle Noodle says, hi, Odin. Sorry I'm late. Can you give us a Joaquin Phoenix-style Joker laugh? No, man. The way he does that laugh is truly unique. I mean, that dude studied those with these nervous tics. And, I mean... <laughs> That's like the best that I can do. It's just, there's something, ah, it's amazing. It's truly amazing what he's able to do in that movie. Zach Gregg says, Joaquin Phoenix was a great as Johnny Cash. I agree. Walk the Line was an excellent film. So damn good. All right, jumping over to DLive for a second. Brad the Beer Hunter, thank you for the lemon donation, man. I appreciate you. And then Captain Dean Heist says, Before Joker Tonight saw trailer for Knives Out, when from the director of Star Wars The Last Jedi popped up on the screen, I heard booze, including mine. That is fan-freaking-tastic, Captain Dean Heiss. And I was in a small screening. Uh, there were not, even though I was in the Big D Auditorium, we had maybe 20 people in there, which is relatively small for those bigger screens. No one really made a sound during that trailer because we had the same trailer that popped up. If someone had booed, I would have joined them because obviously I don't want to ruin the experience for everyone else. But if someone else is going to do it, I'm like, all right, I'll join it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. It sounds like you had a very smart theater there. Captain Gentry says, if we're talking spoilers, Verbal Kempt did it. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Hyperin says, no disrespect, but why the heck am I hearing weird stories about China first thing I hear is they want to make a primate human hybrid and now they want to breed a pig the size of a polar bear. It's because they'd be crazy over there, man. That's why. Also, they have no real sense of human rights, which is why they treat their own people like garbage. And that's the reason why you're hearing all these other stories. So yeah, they, they have no restrictions. United States and other countries have restrictions on doing these types of experiments. China does not. And so that's why you're hearing all these stories. Tina says, and Pluto TV now has an Adams Family channel, the 60s TV show. That's awesome. Uh, Rosetta says, I had to give you crap for saying it that way. Also, by the way, while I like the movies, they are not better than the original show. Oh, hands down, they are better than the original show. Absolutely, they're better than the original show. Easily better. Easily. Uh, Micah Wood says, met Jeremy, Gary, EVS, Cecil, and John Trent, bounding the comics at New York Comic Con. Does that qualify for a wrench, or are we just keeping the Valkyrie, my lord? Yeah, it does not qualify for a wrench. Obviously, I've got my Valkyrie, and they are doing a great job. Uh, but congratulations, Micah Martinez. That's awesome. I'm so jealous. I really wish I could have gone to, to Comic Con this weekend, because it looked like a lot of fun. More so to hang out with people. And as I said before, right now, there's very few lifelong dreams I have left. And one of my lifelong dreams is going to be to actually meet Gary from Nerdronic. Because he's awesome. I, I want our beards to touch. <laughs> take take that with what you will. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce says the Snyder Cut is always the best cut. Oh, sure. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, if it happened in the 80s, then it's a good chance that I know about it. Yeah, if it happened in the 80s, there's a very good chance Alex knows about it. And a very good chance that I don't know about it. Uh, John Early says, sing the 1960s Batman theme song, All Father. It's always stuck in my head anyway. Batman. Nigelodo says, if you want to scare trick-or-treaters on Halloween, maybe have Captain Marvel playing in the background. <laughs> See, here's the problem, though. There's, there might be, like, one girl in the neighborhood that dresses like Captain Marvel. What do I say? 
Do I tell her the truth and say, um, that character is terrible? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that to a little girl. Of course not. Uh, that's great, though. It might terrify the parents, that's for sure. Uh, Matuine, thank you for driving that $2 super chat. Says, bear-sized pig, bacon for days, son. Oh, there's definitely some benefits to a bear-sized pig. But it's also playing God in a lot of weird ways that's going to lead to the death of a lot of really <laughs> messed up things. Uh, JJ says, order your Infinity Saga set yet? I decided to buy the movies individually, so I'm not forced to own Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm not going to buy them. Uh, there was a point in time in which I would have been willing to buy all of the originals, all the original Marvel films on 4K, buy the, buy the sets and everything like that. But then, of course, Captain Marvel came out. I would say the problem started long before that, but Captain Marvel was really kind of like the, the end point for me. And then the exclamation point was Endgame. And you all know my opinion on Endgame. You all know my thoughts on Endgame. So I just have no desire to buy any of those films anymore. And trust me, I would love to own the original Thor on 4K. I would love to own the original Guardians of the Galaxy on 4K because those are some of the greatest Marvel films that were made. But I'm just so over it. Uh, CW Trixie says, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Thank the Lord that that didn't work. Seventy B says, "Stop with the Will Black Smith Black talk, please." So Seventy B is not a fan of Will Smith, uh, and she always is always very clear. And what's what's going on, Seventy B? You're awesome. Michael Wood says, "Do you mean YouTube star Will Smith? Yeah, that's hot. Yeah, that's hot. That's hot. Oh gosh, yeah. When he came up on the YouTube Rewind, that was when I know I knew at that moment it would not get any better. In fact, it would probably get much worse." Let's see, Angel Cortez, thank you very much for the $2 Super Chat, says, haven't seen Joker, but is it worth the $15? Well, it depends on where you live, because there's going to be, if if price is a concern, and this, this is not just a, is it worth it, it's worth it. You know, it's worth, to me, in my opinion, it's worth the highest price ticket. But if there is an honest uh, financial question, because maybe money's tight, or maybe you just want to be careful with your money, which are wise decisions, you can always find a matinee showing that's going to offer it at a lower price. There's probably going to be at least an AMC or Regal or something near you that will offer a five, $6 ticket on a morning show in your area. Again, every area is different, but Angel Cortez, is it worth it? In my opinion, yes, it's worth it. However, if you are being careful with your money, I would say try and find a a matinee price because you'll definitely find cheaper prices than that, I would say. Random Nerd Dude says, Hail Odin. Will China end up like Russia one day and communism fall apart and the country will be sort of capitalist country, but not completely like Russia? Um, I think that there will be a day where the people will rise up. I'm hoping that what's happening in Hong Kong right now is the start of that because it would be just really nice to have. (laughs) You know, freedom is always a good thing, and I love to see more freedom in the world. And it's just really sad to see how people are treated in places like North Korea and China where you don't have the same sense of freedom where... Your internet is controlled where your ability to access information is limited by a federal government. I just, or by a, just a, a government in general, by, by a giant state. So I would love for them to fall apart. I would love for the government to fall. But obviously, that message is not going to get to them because the government is controlling whatever gets to China. Most people in China probably don't know that South Park got censored, that South Park was not allowed because of their episode. And that's the really scary part about why China deserves to be ridiculed and deserves to be criticized. And note, it's the government, not the people. Okay, most of the people are probably good, hardworking people. But the government, man, is scary. 
Yeah, Micah Woods says, uh, talking about who wrote Gemini Man. Absolutely. Tina says, I don't want it, Gemini Man, says Tina. I don't want it. <laughs> Bruce says, ever heard of an anime called Appleseed? No, I have never heard of that. Alice McCarthy says, Mr. Freeze movie. I will definitely see it if Arnold Schwarzenegger played, to be honest. And again, Batman and Robin is one of the worst films, objectively speaking, ever made. It is also one of the funniest films ever made. And one of the reasons is because of Arnold Schwarzenegger's playing of Mr. Freeze. It's ice to meet you. Let's kick some ice. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. I want to see that nonstop. <laughs> so I agree with you there, Alex McCarthy, for sure. Let's see. Laura Ryan stole my fan fiction story. Thank you for the $2 super chat. She says, one bear-sized pig versus 100 pig-sized bears. Hmm. I would say the 100 bear-sized, uh, pig-sized, the 100 pig-sized bears, because bears are pretty vicious. Bears are pretty vicious creatures. So I would say that the pig-sized bears, 100 of them would be able to destroy and eat a bear-sized pig. But it also depends on the type of pig as well. And if you know anything about pigs, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, Seahawk Scott, thank you for the $20 super chat, says, Donate this to a member who can't afford to go to Joker. Have a contest. How many rosy bear... How many rosy bear-sized pig jokes can someone come up with in five minutes? Oh, I'm sure there are plenty of jokes they can come up with. Uh, I like that idea a lot about trying to help someone to go see Joker. I would just say I don't know exactly how to make that work because obviously I could give to their PayPal to help them, but just getting them access to to the cash or getting them. It'd be one thing if I could buy a like a ticket voucher. Um, I might be able to do that. But I don't know of any sites that do that necessarily. So Seahawks Scott, definitely thank you very much for, for donating for that. And I'll, I'll see what I can do. If that's what indeed, because again, I don't know what was going on with Angel Cortez, because I think that it's just a question of is it worth going to see at this point? But yeah, if uh, Valkyrie, keep an eye out. Valkyrie, keep an eye out. If there's anyone that wants to see Joker but can't afford it, if they're talking about that in the chat at all, um, just contact me through the local chat and we'll, we'll, try, we'll try and help someone out. I'm, I'm okay with that. Thank you, Seahawks Scott. It's a good idea. See, Super Anime Gamer says, oh God, Benioff co-wrote Gemini Man. Not only did he wreck Game of Thrones, he's also the same brilliant mind who brought us X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and took Deadpool's mouth. Yeah, apparently there were many different reasons as to why that movie was bad, but that's definitely one of them. That's definitely one of them. Uh, let's see. Father Christopher Miller's in the chat. Frank Hernandez is in the chat as well. All right, chat jumped on me as it usually does. So let's see where I am in the chat. Um, let's see. It looks like it has indeed skipped. Uh, so again, very, very sorry indeed if your if your chat was skipped. I'm at 7.55 p.m. in the chat. It's currently 8.05 where I am, so I'm about 10 minutes behind. Unfortunately, YouTube does not allow for chats to build up over time, and sometimes it takes me a while to get through them. So again, very sorry if your comment was skipped, but if you wrote a comment before 7.55 and I had not read it yet, I'm at Ben V's comment here. Ben V's comment. So Ben V says, what are your thoughts on the 1917 movie? It looks amazing. Can't wait for December. Yeah, the reason why that has not been on my list for 2019 films is because it's technically being released in 2019. It's technically being released in 2019 because it obviously wants to be considered for award season. The general release, the wide release, is not going to be until January. So it's going to be in limited release December 25th. And then it's going to open up wide in January. And I am excited for it still, though. But I'm, I'm still counting that in my mind more as a 2020 release than as a 2019 release. 
And I think it's going to be good. Uh, the fact that they're playing around with this one-shot mindset where basically the film, from what I've been told and what I've seen, is it's going to be shot as if it were a single take. Now, it sounds like they're going to do a lot of very uh, special editing like they did for Bird- Birdman because Birdman did the same thing with the one-shot ta- uh, one one shot type of filmmaking. And I'm interested to see how they do that. So I'm definitely excited to see that for sure. Uh Mr. Happy Sack, thank you for the $5 super chat, says, what's going to be bigger, Zombieland 2 or Midway? Uh, box office wise, if you had to pull, if I had to answer that now, I would say probably Zombieland 2 because it does have that pre-established audience that might be excited to see it again. However, I could see a world where Midway does better too because older audiences tend to be drawn towards those historical films. And a film like Midway dealing with, of course, you know, World War II era, I think would definitely uh, would definitely be something that could bring out those older audiences to support it. Uh, something similar happened with films like American Sniper, where the film did not was not given a whole lot of, of support, was not given a whole lot of hope, but then ended up making crap tons of money. Because the older audiences, the patriotic audiences, right, those ones that are very proud of the military and proud of America, went out in droves to see it multiple times. And that film ended up making a lot of money. So Midway could could get to that aspect. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Lila Lightning, thank you for the Aussie $2 super chat, says, you take my breath away and heart misses a beat. Well, Lila Lightning, thank you, man. Lila Lightning is a beautiful man. Lila Lightning is, is, is a beautiful, beautiful person. Uh, he, he's one of my Australian brethren and, and also he's just, you know, he has something about him. He wears a bathrobe all the time. I don't think I've ever seen him on a stream without a bathrobe. <laughs> he's also a great YouTuber as well. So thank you, Lee, the lighting man. I appreciate it. You're awesome. Uh, jumping over to D live for a second to catch up with them. Cause I've fallen a little bit behind. Uh, Kim Cam Park says, let's see. Fiomia pig ancestor was the size of a bear. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds crazy. Brad the Beer Hunter, thank you for the ice cream. And Kim Cam Park, thank you for the ice cream as well. Captain the K-Man says, thoughts on John getting a spinoff movie called Ballerina? I think about a female assassin. So John Wick, I'm talking about John Wick? Okay, so K-Man says John Wick. So apparently there's going to be a spinoff of the John Wick universe called Ballerina. I'm hit and miss on that. If it's dealing with a a, a hit person, a hit man, I'm going to still say hit man. An assassin from the John Wick universe that's already been pre-established, it could be good. It could be worth following. However, if they're doing it just because they want to create a new character that happens to be a female character, and they're doing it just to have a female assassin, then obviously I'm not okay with identity politics. I'm not okay with them forcing a story for no reason. I, I want the John Wick universe to expand, and that's why I really hope the Continental happens. I don't know what's going on, because the Continental was supposed to have been developed and should be out by now on Stars. I don't know what happened with that. I haven't looked into that for a while. But I, I really want the John Wick universe to expand, but uh, it has to be the right way. And it has to be done the right way, and I'm concerned in modern-day Hollywood if they would be able to do that, right? All right, jump back over to YouTube. Uh, Phantom and E says, uh, you missed my entire comment or most of it after you saw South Park was blocked. I said, I think we all assumed that South Park was always blocked and we were, we were surprised it wasn't for. Well, the reason why I stopped was because we had already covered the South Park issue. And uh, so I still stand by that. 
Random Nerd Dune says, if Stranger Things was set in today's world, would it be the Chinese instead of Russians trying to open up portals into the upside down? Uh, there's a very good chance, for sure. The CJH says, I like the idea of DC going character-driven movies versus always having shared universe movies, though I still would love a great mini Batman universe. I would too, obviously, because Batman is freaking awesome. The Batman universe with all of the villains is also great too. It'd be really cool to finally get some live-action movie versions of uh, Nightwing and other, you know, characters diving into, I think a Robin verse could be interesting, right? The history of the character of Robin and how that changed over time and all the different characters that came out of it, you know, like Nightwing, like the Red Hood and all these other characters. I think that that could be really cool too. So yeah, I would love for that to happen. Uh, the CJH, the CJH, um, that's for sure. Jeremy Swig says, what's crazy is that the director of Walk the Line also did Great Balls of Fire, and he hated how the movie turned out. Great Balls of Fire? Um, oh, so you're, you're okay, gotcha, gotcha. I, I was thinking of Balls of Fury, which is a story about ping pong, and it's great. Christopher Walken's in it, and it would definitely not be made today, because Christopher Walken plays plays a what's supposed to be an Asian character, so obviously that would not work in today's world. That being said, that's interesting, though, he didn't like that film, because... I remember that film being on TV all the time, and that dealt with another musician as well. But yeah, Walk the Line was great. It's amazing how some directors are able to do things really well and other things not so well. Uh, Angel Cortez, thank you for the $2 super chat, says, Wokeness equals common sense facepalm. Yep. <laughs> so I'm assuming Angel Cortez uh, doesn't have, doesn't have, would not have a problem affording the film. It's just a question of, is it worth the price of admission? I would say, yes, it is. Rosetta Allen says, it's okay, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. The classic, the original show, is the roots of historical gothic versus the movies trying to be more modern gothic hugs Odin. Well, again, I appreciate your opinion, but the fact remains that the 90s movies are better. See what I did there? I know you see what I did there. Tina says, I do not want to hear about touching beards. That's TMI, sir. TMI. I think it's just the right amount of information. Jeremy Swig says, just the beard tips. <laughs> yes. Hypernext 13 says, only in China can you repeatedly run over an individual with a car. I know, shocking, right? Yeah, they're crazy. They are crazy. Uh, let's see. Micah Woods says, well, Gary did choose the name Nerdronic for a reason. He's breathtaking. <laughs> he is indeed a breathtaking person. That's for sure. Alex, Martin, uh, Alex McCarthy says, on theory, what if Arthur Fleck Joker is the father of Patrick Addison Joker, and that's the brainy Joker you know, Affleck Pattinson? Oh, interesting. I think that there's definitely a world where that could work. Whether or not it would in the modern day context, I'm not exactly sure, but I think there's definitely a chance that a filmmaker could make it work. The CJH says, as much as I don't want to give Disney money, I must say those re-release covers are pretty good. I might just print them out and replace my old DVD Blu-ray covers. Yeah, if you're talking about for the Marvel releases, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of really cool covers that are being released. But yeah, uh, I would say if you really want to stick to it, don't don't buy their stuff. Don't let them draw you in with pretty pictures, right? <laughs> That's what they want you to do. They want you to buy. They want you to take the rolls. Uh, Michael Wood says, hail the beard. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Random Nerd Dune says, I wonder what people in China dress up and has Halloween. I, I don't think they have Halloween there, to be honest. Uh, I know that their movies, they don't allow anything that is either religious or anything from the occult. So ghost movies, uh, possession movies, right? Those are films that 
get banned. So if movies get banned, I can only imagine what the culture is like. So I don't, I don't know what it's like over there. I have no idea. Lou says, unfortunately, not in Oz, mates. Tickets are a ruddy rip. Not in Oz, mates. Oh, Lou, how much? How much is it over there? Just Joe forty seven says, did you see the disastrous finish to Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins and the Fiend? The crowd booing and chanting AEW very loudly. I did see it. The ending was awful. I can't believe they actually butchered the character of the Fiend, who was freaking amazing and had one of the coolest buildups of all time. It was not a hard thing to do. You didn't even have to have him win the title. Like, seriously, you didn't even have to have him win the title. But the way you end it by saying DQ, that's the second year in a row they've done a DQ in a Hell in a Cell match. That doesn't make any sense. You don't have a DQ in a Hell in a Cell match, man. Uh, the CJH says, if Joker proves anything, it's that DC should embrace the color of their movies instead of having everything muted. I love the cinematography of the film. I agree. Uh, I think that it shows you can make a well-crafted film, a good, objectively good, great movie, and not have to just fall into the back-and-forth, non-stop CG mess nightmare that most of these giant, big-budget films tend to fall into. Michael Martinez says, sorry I left. All of a sudden, I had to eat dinner. No problem. Sasanian says, what about the Addams Family animated series? That's That was how I was introduced in the Scooby-Doo episode. I think that was a great series, too. I think the uh, animated series was also very good, but my bread and butter has always been the 90s movies. I'm a 90s kid. Aiden Vickery says, bear-sized pigs may sound great, but remember all the versions of Ripley and Alien Resurrection? Man, it's been so long since I've seen Alien Resurrection. I don't even want to think about it. Michael Martinez says, what is your favorite Stanley Kubrick film? Uh, Probably 2001, A Space Odyssey, but there are a lot of really good films he's done. Aiden Vickery says, bear-sized pigs may sound... Okay, that's a double comment. Random Nerd of Doom says, what about a standalone Clayface movie horror set in China? <laughs> Definitely not. However, I, I recommended that in one of my videos recently, was that I personally would love to see a Clayface movie. But that's me. Not everyone's going to feel the same way on me. But, hey, I think Clayface was one of the most underrated villains in the Batman animated series. His origin story still sticks with me to this day. It's probably one of the episodes I saw the most when I was a kid. So I really enjoy that character in the animated series. Jeremy Swig says, stay cool, bird boy. Um, Let's see. Where are we in the chat? The chat jumped on me again. Very, very sorry about that. It looks like, yeah, more comments were skipped. YouTube is on a roll tonight. Very sorry about that. We're at 8.05 in the chat. It's currently 8.17 where I am, which means I'm about 10 to 11 minutes behind in the YouTube chat. Uh, again, very, very sorry indeed. I do not want to do that. YouTube simply forces it upon me. The CJH over on DLive, though, says we should get a Riddler movie. Yeah, I would be down for that. A Riddler origin story. I actually really enjoy the Riddler origin story in Batman Forever. There's also a lot of really crazy things that happen in Batman Forever. But one of my favorite parts of it is indeed the portrayal of the Riddler by Jim Carrey. To me, that might be one of the best portrayals I've ever seen of that character. Mikey Wood says, what's heavier, 100 pounds in feathers or 100 pounds in bricks? Ever seen a grown man naked? Man, I picked 